a blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And I'm Abby. Welcome back, Woo. Abby. Abby! <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now probably our most repeated guest. Uh, she's been Aww. on three times. To- uh, Corey, other than Co- Corey. Other than Corey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's th- our third time. Yes, I think so. So, uh, everyone, please welcome back our sister. She has been on for now the... Now you've done every variation or every format that we've had because you've done a movie review back in oh. way back when we started the podcast mm-hmm. i think it was like episode eight or nine yep yeah right? that early yeah it's definitely in our within our first 10 yeah and we did newsies and then you came back on for our top 10 90s crushes yep and now you're here for an album review and adam are you excited about this album review not one bit john <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing this for our sister yay <laughs> This is not one I was particularly nostalgic for, but Abby was. Oh, very much. This uh, is one of my favorites. Today, we are going to be talking about the 1988 album, Hangin' Tough, by the band New Kids on the Block. What, what? Yeah. Band <laughs> seems like a stretch. Uh, oh, group? They were a band. They were a group. They boy didn't band. play a single instrument. They, yeah, boy band. They don't boy call bands. them boy groups. They call them boy <laughs> bands. They do. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I mean, would you call the... Well, that's not fair because they did play instruments. Oh. But would you call people like... Um, oh, let's see here. NSYNC like is a those, boy band. Like the, I'm thinking of like the vocal groups of yeah. the 50s. Like, oh, the, oh. Yeah, Menudo. Oh, no, like no, the no, Platters and stuff like that. No, I don't want to call them a band. They're a group. Okay. That's just me. Okay. Well, the name I, would, I wouldn't call like the Supremes a band either. I wouldn't call... Um, yeah. Any of those? Kind I almost of said the Jackson Five, but some of those guys did play instruments. Yeah, they did. They're right. They did. Some of them did. But anyway, that's really semantics. They, they still yeah. put out an album, and they still made a <laughs> boatload of money, way more than I'll ever and see. And they still are. And they're still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're back at it uh, after a bit of a hiatus. But uh, so, Abby, since this was your pick, what what it was? What do you remember about the New Kids on the Block craze? From the late 80s and early 90s. The craze? I don't know. I just thought they were all cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but And you, I liked their songs. Yeah. But you had like a, a I, I believe like a, a Trapper Keeper. That was a New Kids on the Block Trapper Keeper or something like that. Oh, you definitely had posters on your walls. I definitely had posters. I actually just looked up a couple of the Jordan Knight posters that I had <laughs> <laughs> and found the old ones that I had. I could buy them on Etsy, actually. There you go. Or nice. eBay. Yeah. And not even just that. You also had some dolls, I believe. Oh, I did. I had Barbie dolls. <laughs> new kids, new kids, new Barbie kids, dolls. Barbie dolls. I had three. Um, I had Jordan, of course, my fave. Yeah. I had Donnie, and I had Joey, baby Joey. And then for Christmas, just what two days ago? Yeah, John. Got me Jonathan and Danny to round out my Fab Five. You got them all. <laughs> Best brother ever. Best you know? brother I, I can ever. See you, yeah, once you get back home, they're going to start singing, Mare, please don't go, girl. They're singing to each other, things like that. It's going to happen. I know their moves, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. If I remember correctly, you also had like a VHS of a live concert. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah I remember I that did. too. I remember we watched that. Over and over. <laughs> and over I seem to, I have recollections of us um, taking turns picking out videos to watch. Like mm-hmm. mom would say, okay, you get to pick today or that way we wouldn't fight. And, and that's totally a thing that I do with my kids. So I totally get it. Yeah. And uh, you we know, still sometimes found, still found time to fight, though. <laughs> there are ways to fight. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but uh, I don't I definitely remember, remember that. I'm pretty sure because we she would she would, yeah. she would do this with albums as well. Yeah. Like if it was a cleaning day, she had that three disc track. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We so all put so one in. We all got to put one in, and we just put it on random and yeah. let it go around or something like that. I'm pretty sure we did that with videos as well, which is why Adam and I were forced to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this. Nuke, and I forgot to look up the name. Do you remember what it was or what from what tour it was from? I don't. Okay. I don't remember. But most of these songs were on it. Because mm-hmm. right. I do, from the next album, which was, I think it was Step by Step, Yeah. after this Ooh, one, baby. that was really the main song that I liked on that mm-hmm. album. I liked more songs on this mm-hmm. album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that one probably, Step by Step probably actually was their biggest selling album, mm. but in no mm. small part due to the success of Hangin' Tough. Right. Which is actually their second studio album, not their first one. Their first right. one was a self-titled album. Right. Well, uh, just, as a, just as a heads up, some facts I saw. According to Wikipedia, okay. this one is their best-selling album. Oh, it's okay. eight times platinum. Really? Hanging Tough. Yeah, this one sold like gangbusters. It went to number one on the Billboard 200 chart, and it ended the year ended the, the year end at number two, only behind Bobby Brown's Don't Be Cruel. Wow. So this Aww. was a pretty popular album. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this one better than all the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it had two of the biggest hits. On yeah. It. Step by Step only just had Step by yes. Step. Yeah. So. Uh, mo- uh, the album was released on August 12th of 1988. Uh, I would have been about seven years old, turning 80 at the end of that year. Abby would have been about five. Yeah, that's five. And Adam was two. Two and a half, yeah. Two and a half, yeah. Or whatever. Uh, they recorded it in Massachusetts, where the band was from. The band came out of, uh, not exactly Boston, but that area. Massachusetts yeah. small, so as far as I'm concerned, the entire state is just Boston. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Don, Donnie Wahlberg and the Wahlbergs and Mark Wahlberg, and that's just so Boston, and it's just like, oh my God, you can't get away from Boston for, with those with those Wahlbergs. Yep. Uh, put out on Columbia Records and was produced by uh, a man named Maurice Starr, who was known for producing boy bands. In fact, he produced... New Editions mm. um, Candy Girl album. Candy. He might have done he might have done more than that, but he candy definitely did Candy Girl. Girl. Okay, and then a few other kind of boy band, obvious boy bands that I had no idea who they were. So yep. he had a couple of good successes, but not much beyond that. Yep. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, this was kind of regarded as their breakthrough album. They did have one before, but it really wasn't much of a success. Uh, I did mention this one eight times platinum in the U.S., but worldwide it has sold over fourteen million copies. Uh, in 2019, it was the 30th anniversary. They put out a 30th anniversary edition with some remixes and I think a couple newer songs. And it actually brought this album back into the Billboard 200 charts. It hit up to number 18. That's uh, pretty in 20, high. In 2019, yeah. yeah. That's pretty high. I've never had a, an album crack the top 200. <laughs> <laughs> I had, but you have to guess which one it was. You'll never know. Um, and there's five singles from this album. It's a 10... 10 uh, album or 10 song album mm-hmm. um, and five of them 
went to singles, and all five of those went to top ten. Yeah, on the I, Hot 100. going back and listening to this, there were definitely more songs than I thought that I actually remembered. Yeah, when I heard them, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh wow, I do kind of remember this song." Because I played it over. Yeah, yeah it would probably be why. And over. <laughs> yep, that would probably be. Why. You'll find out. Remembered and liked are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right, Abby. I mean, (laughs) it was my thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember it and I like it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about the personnel on the album. Uh, It was pretty much just other than, you know, mixing and mixing engineers. There's basically only five people responsible for the actual making of the music. And that is Jonathan Knight, Jordan Knight, Joey McIntyre, Donnie Wahlberg and Danny Wood are the members of New Kids on the Block. And the producer, Marie Starr, played everything else. Mm. So all of the instrumentation you're hearing, mm. any programming or um, any synthesizers, it was done by Maurice. And actually, all of the songs were written by Maurice, yeah. and only a couple of them had any additional help. Mm. Um, some of the members uh, did uh, help write one of them, which we'll talk about, and then there's another one that had a couple of a couple of additional writers, but the vast majority, so eight out of ten, were solely written by Marie Starr, the producer. So, pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Guy, guy knew his his stuff. Yeah. For the time. Uh, all right, Adam. Do you have anything additional you want to add before we? Uh, no. Head I mean, into this. Yeah, we kind of knocked out all the different facts that I had. I mean, other than yeah, just remember the nostalgia. Remember Abby, just being a big old fan. Fangirl. Fangirl. Mm-hmm. I totally fangirl. I still fangirl. Oh, oh, but you, um, <laughs> one other thing you did mention, you, you've seen these guys in concert, right? Yes. Yes, but it wasn't back in the day. No. The first time I saw them, I believe, was 2018. So just two years ago. And then I saw them again last year, both in DC at the Capital One Arena. Okay. And the first time I saw them, they were with Paula Abdul and Boys to Men. Wow. And the second time I saw them, they were with um, Tiffany, Debbie Gibson. Um, it's like a mall tour. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Very cool. Um, yeah. Salt and Peppa, maybe? Oh. Oh. Uh, I can't remember if that's who was there. Ugh. So I'm, I'm interested to know, did you did you look around? Because I've done this with with older bands I've gone to see. Did you look around to see who was in the audience? Was it mostly people your age and older? Or did you see any young people in there? There were some young people there. Um, but I think it was probably the kids <laughs> of the people my age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably forced to go <laughs> to the older, concert. <laughs> forced to go to well, the concert. I, it was mostly people my age and older. Okay. Yeah. I do imagine that um, they would have found some younger fans through their parents, yeah. the kids' parents, who maybe the parents had listened to them and, and they you know fell in with that. I mean, that's how I fell into bands like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. and stuff like that is listening, you know, having our parents listen to them right. and and uh, finding them that way. So not really that's much of a surprise. Yeah, it was most of the older fangirls. <laughs> Some fan guys. Were they, were they still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was everybody screaming? To, ah! Yes, yes. And the people, so I, someone I worked with got really good tickets down by the stage and I think one time Joey came and sang in front of her, and I think she got to touch Donnie's hand. <laughs> so jealous. I was so jealous. 
All right. Uh, well, let's jump into our first song of the album, which is called You Got the Right Stuff. Baby. So undoubtedly the biggest hit of the album. You could say that, but it actually wasn't didn't chart the highest. Really? Yeah. Hangin' Tough did. It's the it's the most memorable one. No, Hangin' Tough. Well, well, two of them hit number one. Oh, okay. So t- this hit only hit number three. I still say this is the most remembered one off the album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, this one has the lasting power. That's something. I mean, just because you hit number one doesn't mean you are the better right. song or the most remembered song. Um, but this this one for me is like this is. This is one of my faves. This is a quintessential new uh, yeah. new kids on the block song. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, did anyone watch the music video in preparation for this? I did. Uh, it's you know that black and white kind of mostly dancing in like a warehousey kind of spot or something right. like that. And there's one particular move <laughs> that I think you know we all remember. They yeah. kind of I know it without watching the video. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They kind of hold their belt buckle and then just kind of move their their legs, swaying it from side to side, straight out. But which I'm pretty sure they stole from Morris Day in the time. Oh, you're right. Morris Day <laughs> does do exactly that same move. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yes. And I don't know if Morris Day got that from someone else, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that Morris Day did that. Yeah. My jungle first. love. Oh, good stuff. I didn't think about that, but you're right. I've seen that um, when you watch either his music video or. I think he was on uh, Purple Rain. I think yeah, maybe he was in that too. Um, I, my head goes to uh, was it James Hunter Bob Strike Back? Mac, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I mostly remember is that dance move, that particular move. But like, I will say when that synthesizer just starts off, that down 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 immediately snapped back yep. into nineteen eighty nine or eighty eight or whatever yeah. you when you first listen, you're just like, oh yeah, oh oh oh, is coming in your head and it it sticks. It is this is. Fun nostalgia. This is it's catchy. The peak of the album. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I think it's, it's a. Catchy. I think it's a very. A, again, I think it's a very catchy song. Um, and I'll kind of say this now because this song reminded or made me think of it. Um, it 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 sounds very eighties, mm-hmm. but the songs to me, most of the songs, if they had changed singers, could have been in any other eighties pop stars album. Mm. I totally could have heard it. Like I, I didn't think the writing of the song, of the songs, were particularly bad. Um, especially this one. It's really catchy. This is this is easily the most catchy. Yeah. And you know, I think that the, I think that what, um, granted, we're saying all this now with with you know, thirty years of hindsight. <laughs> because at the time they were just huge. They were everywhere, and then later. Like there's that period of the '90s when the idea of the boy band really was like, oh, that's just the worst. Mm-hmm. Of course, then they came back even bigger yeah. in the late '90s. Yep. I probably listened to them. You know, if I was five when that album came out, I didn't really 
really like listen to them and love them until the early 90s mm-hmm. until i was mm-hmm. a little bit older i think that's when they were at their peak popularity yeah, yeah. I and mean, probably the step-by-step yeah album, yeah exactly was well and plus i think one. that was a time when an album like had you, you it would last longer Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it had to get radio play. It had to build True. up a little bit right. like that. We didn't have the internet. People, you know, nowadays people have an album come out and then they're hot for about a month and a half and then they yep. disappear. Right. Yep. So there you had to build up. You you could have had an album released one or even maybe two years ago before it really found its audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was definitely true a little bit with this band. I, I feel like they didn't really hit their peak popularity until probably 90 or maybe 91, but that might be pushing it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So... But anyway, what I was kind of going with that was, you know, if you had, honestly, if you'd turned this into a Bobby Brown song, I totally could have heard that. Yeah. And knowing that Maurice Sarr was the one who wrote it, who also did New Edition, mm. um, I, I, I totally see how that could happen. I think the novelty of the boy band is probably what made us think later of, oh, that's a, such a horrible song. It's so cheesy. And it's, it's sort of, I think, again, it was the novelty of a boy band that I think made it sound mm. like that. Fair enough. In the perception of the of the public, not me, not, yeah, not you. It never it never wavered. Not for Abby. Never ever. <laughs> All right. I mean, other than that, I didn't hate going back to listen to the song. No. I found myself singing along with it. Yes. Yeah. I, I was I was enjoying this one. Yeah. All right. Abby, anything else you want to add about this one? No. Okay. Really. Is it going to be a lot of? I like this one. <laughs> it is. I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. It's okay. Um. And let's go to the next song, which I surprisingly forgot was on this album. And I remembered it not from listening to the album, but from the concert, watching the concert. Mm. That's the only reason I remember this song. Because you can see his face. Yeah, there you go. Joey's face. And it's the song, Please Don't Go Girl. I could have That's done yeah. I could have done without the cheesy low talk oh, in the yeah. beginning. <laughs> it's a bit much. Hey, but it, but it, again, <laughs> it was definitely uh, a mark of the times yeah. in the music. Yeah. yeah. Uh this one hit number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh definitely cheesy ballad. The um lyrics are just scream <laughs> cheesy ballad to me uh as you mentioned joey and jordan singing they kind of went back and forth uh, i did watch the music video for this one uh, and they're kind of singing to this one girl who's like leaving basically it, it looked like she was the girlfriend of the entire band and, and leaving or group whatever you want to say uh and to the left and they were all and they're kind of serenading her to obviously please don't go girl it was particularly creepy when Joey was singing to her because she was, was like a he's twelve or whatever. He was like, he was so young, and she was easily yeah. a twenty-something, you know, beautiful woman. Uh, and he he's just like <laughs> begging her, "Don't go, girl. I want you to stay for me." And it's just like, <laughs> so yeah, that didn't care for that. Yeah, but again, we're looking. 
we're looking at it from an old 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 person's perspective at this point. Mm. When you're a teenager and other teenagers are singing that way, you don't s- see it cuz I I can remember like hearing like <laughs> Tiffany when she was like really young and yeah. like and I didn't think of that that way because she was actually Tiffany was probably older than me, but mm-hmm. you know, she seemed to be close to my age and perception and and yes. that's what matters. So when you're young, you don't you you think yeah. it doesn't matter. I absolutely I, I get that. Right. I'm just I'm, I look a little bit through the lens of 2020. I'm yeah. not I'm not you know pulling back 5-year-old whatever 4-year-old Adam to listen to this album. Right. It's 35-year-old Adam right. listening to this album. So <laughs> I just but, I says it like a sees it. <laughs> uh, we had kind of, I have kind of the same response though. You speaking of like bands like New Edition or or like another bad creation when they're like when they were doing I think what did we talk about? We did we talked about ABC. I think we talked um our top 10 New Jack Swing songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had they had sort of similar lyrics in their song, and you're like, that's just like, dude, you're eight. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, right, you're right, you're right. That was that was one that we mentioned. Yeah, um, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, for me, this slower ballad was a big drop in entertainment value. I didn't have the nostalgia for "Please Don't Go, Girl" like I did. And it didn't have any of that catchy. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was a it was a pretty massive drop. So it, this one might be my least favorite on the album. It wasn't. I mean, I liked it okay, but. Joey was young and like mm-hmm. I wasn't into Joey I was into Jordan and yeah. so this one was I mean I I listened to it but I I'm pretty sure I would just hit next <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or fast forward it wasn't really yeah, next exactly. you can't really next you just like hit the fast forward mm-hmm. button and keep yeah. playing on your tape and try to find the right <laughs> also, place for the next there song. was there's uh, it was a surprisingly big drop from their first song to the second one in mm-hmm. terms, you know, Adam yeah, and I always tempo. talk about flow in the album of yeah. up, up and down. And it really was a big drop from the first one to the next one. Yeah. I personally would have rather seen another mid-tempo or even more up-tempo song before we drop down a little bit more. I agree. Flip-flop, maybe cover girl that we're getting a few or something that will just kind of ease us down to it. And then you yeah. kind of have a couple ballads to, you know, sexify up the album. Right. And then and it then kind of ramps back. back up. Yeah. Yeah. Although I had, admittedly this album does not really ramp up no. at all. <laughs> no, you got you got like two peaks and then everything else is Yeah, kind of it's a lot of valleys. <laughs> yeah, a lot of valleys. <laughs> a lot of valleys. The other where is the other peak? At halfway through. Probably yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So uh all right, well let's move on to the next song which is called I'll be loving you parenthetical forever. All right, so we uh, we're getting Jordan's falsetto voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it's not a bad. Oh, they're not Jordan. bad singers. I had a. Uh, you, did you listen good. to the same album as me? Yeah. I don't. I, well, I'll, I'll save that to the end, I guess. 
<sighs> I heard him sing the song live. Oh. <laughs> well, here's my here's my question though. Does he does he have that same range still? He still gets up there. Uh, really? That's surprising. It's not, he still gets up there, yeah. Did did anyone throw their panties on stage and no. were they granny panties now? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Not to say you wear them, just say the, the, the bass has gotten aged. Is that's all I'm saying. Yeah. No. Okay. It's uh, not that the bass is not that aged. No, you're not. No, Abby, you're not. You are not that aged. You are perfectly no. aged. Perfectly aged. Uh, Thanks, Abby. Yeah, this one, this one hit number one on the Hot 100. It was uh, their first. Uh, their, it was their third single to be released. Their first one that hit number one, I believe, and um, I believe, and it actually on the year end chart, it ended at 26, which was the highest of any from this album on the Billboard year end chart. So this was huh. potentially, I guess, Billboard standards, their biggest hit from the album. Right. Well, I mean, God, people in the 80s, they loved their ballads. They did. I mean, if it's you go true. back and think about it, when we talk about, like, if you talk about, like, ballads, like, power ballads, mm-hmm. those are mostly 80s. Yeah. Hair metal true. songs and stuff like that. So, like, the ballads were huge in the 80s. The R&B ballads, I mean, which is essentially what this kind of is. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Essentially, they kind of were like, okay, let's take these. Marie Starr had these, you know, R&B songs, and he was like, let's just get a bunch of white kids together and make them dance and make them sing these songs. And that's essentially what they did. Yeah, made them heartthrobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no. They were trying to make money. I mean, that's yes. the, that's oh, the only sure. reason anyone does anything, really. Yeah, some or at least something like this, yeah. just to make money. Yeah. So, after listening to this one, when I said "Please Don't Go, Girl" was my least favorite on the, on the album, I was wrong. <laughs> I'll be loving you forever is my oh, least favorite. Really? On the album. really, I think I uh, I think so this one I. notches uh, above uh, "Please Don't Go, Girl" for mm-hmm. me. I think I, I think I could listen. I could I could suffer through this one more than I could mm. suffer through that. He, I do not care for his falsetto. I do not think it sounds very good. Now, granted, Joey McIntyre's lack of testosterone and balls have not <laughs> dropped yet, and so you don't get any real voice either. It's kind of similar to falsetto, and so, but that's maybe that was piercing either way for me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with John. I like I like okay. this one a little bit more than I liked. Please don't go, girl. But it was also again. Jordan Knight singing mm-hmm. right. most of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he so far he's been on he's been lead singing on most of most, these. Yeah. Um, I I should have kind of said uh, the first one. Uh, Jordan and Donnie split lead vocals. You mentioned Joey and Jordan split lead on please. please uh, I keep wanting to say baby, please don't go. <laughs> but that's the um, Van Morrison song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but please don't go, girl. And then. Uh, I'll be loving you for was just Jordan, um, and with the next song is we're getting just the bad boy. Bad boy. In fact, the next three we're yeah. getting just the bad yeah. boy. I'm kind of surprised yeah. that he got so much love. I know. Well, people, girls love a bad boy. Adam. Yeah, that's yeah. That <laughs> they, was they do. One of my gr- really good girlfriends, she, Donnie, was her fave. Her, yeah. 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 I don't see it, but that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. I I didn't see it either. I just he didn't he didn't do it for me. Yeah, me either. But uh, well, yeah, we've right. seen your fiance. Like you you don't go for the bad boys. He's a very <laughs> he's a very clean cut dude. <laughs> I've never never really seen you go for like the you know the leather jacket motorcycle kind of dudes. No, that, yeah, because I don't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't stand for it. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. All right, let's go on to the next song, which is called Cover Girl.
I will admit, uh, when I first saw this one was coming on, when I first listened to it, I'm like, oh, I definitely remember this song. Before I even heard it, I couldn't tell, I couldn't have sung it back to you. I just remember, okay, Cover Girl, I definitely remember that being a thing. When it first came on and you hear the guitar yeah. and kind of the bass and drums kick in, I'm like, okay, it's got some promise. And then the verse kicked in, <laughs> and it completely lost me after that. I, yeah. I, I lost my, my music boner, as it yeah. were, <laughs> yeah. for the song. Now, that being said, I did find myself singing the freaking Ooh. chorus. <laughs> yes, of course. Chorus is the best part. It is the best part, and it's very catchy. And it's not... It doesn't. I don't know. It almost feel like it doesn't fit with the rest of the song. Yeah. If they could, if they could have fit the rest of the song better, I didn't find myself hating the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the song as a whole, I was like, I can't get through it. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't call this a good song. Uh, but the energy was brought back up, and the chorus helped. Like that little yeah. three four second bit, uh, you know, repeated was fine. I did find the song very redundant. It just it just felt like it was the same yeah. thing over and over again. Um, hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100, so another big hit for him. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up having a very similar, you know, you sing to it, you, you get boppy when it gets to the chorus, and everything else I was like, meh on. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I want to call it, there's one section where Donnie's like, he's singing and he goes, bass! And so yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, we're going to get a sweet-ass <laughs> solo. And then they don't even mix the bass up at all. You can't really hear it any more than any other time. And it doesn't even solo, it just keeps doing its regular thing. And I'm like... The fuck did he call out the bass? Then? Yeah, like I mean, it, I was I was ready to have a real good solo. If they had done something, even if they kept the bass the same, but they had dropped everything out, yeah. but the drums and at least give. But they it. didn't. Yeah. I couldn't hear the bass any more than I had when he was singing. <laughs> <laughs> See, that made me think. I was expecting. Um, I mentioned before one of my favorite '80s hip hop songs is the song "White Lines" by uh, Grandmaster Flash. Okay, and that's one of the first things you hear him say is. Bass, and then you hear the bass come in with bum 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 bum, and so I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get either a throwback to that or something." Yeah. And then yeah, I was like, "Oh, that was such a letdown." It was big time. So such a letdown. Abby, what are your thoughts on this? Song? I don't. I mean, I think this is a reason, big reason why a lot of girls liked Donnie. Mm. Is think. this song? Yeah, it's yeah, a catchy song. He, in the video, he's like down and singing to the girls, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, it's very catchy. Mm-hmm. He was kind of the hip-hop one would you say yeah he had more of the hip-hop vibes i mean yeah. he does some rapping on does yeah. he rap a little bit on hanging tough we'll talk yeah. about that yeah maybe i don't remember i mean him and his brother huge musical <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean you get you Duo. get the uh marky marks you know yeah that what's that one song that he had why can't feel I the vibra- or feel vibration the, i mean that vibration. is a, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a legit fun ass song you listen to that now and you know i want to go dance and party with that one but, yeah um not so much cover girl. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Donnie. Well, I, I've, I've, uh, I've mentioned this before, but like, I, I actually really get a kick out of watching reaction videos. And one of my favorite ones that recently has been watching people react to vibrations, mm. not realizing that Donnie Wal- or Dan, or no, Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg yeah. used to be a singer. Yeah. And so they're watching it and like, why is Mark Wahlberg lip syncing in the video? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Some people <laughs> That's have, him. they have no idea Marky Mark. Mm-hmm. Is, is, is Mark him. Wahlberg? Yeah. People are like, "Oh yeah, I know Marky War- Marky Mark." Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and they think they have zero idea that it's yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I should go back to that. There, I mean, there are actually people who still forget that Will Smith. Oh yeah, was oh, a music true. artist, and yeah. that's how he started. It was huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, exactly early on, and then he came back in with a slightly different style, upbeat, up, updated in like the late '90s. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people absolutely. How soon they forget? 
Yeah. Uh, they're not still getting jiggy with it, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next song, simply called I Need You. Girl, I love only reason I remember this song is because I just listened to it. Oh. <laughs> like, I had to listen to the entire song. This was one that I just did. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I always skipped. I just, it wasn't my, th- it wasn't my thing. See this one, I actually did remember as soon as it, and I have to, I have to admit as a musician of the ballads on this one, this one's probably my favorite because I not, I think the lyrics are a little much but the lyrics are a little bit much on all the ballads lyrics are terrible on this one yeah absolutely i mean i i wrote down right about now i'm questioning marie star as a lyricist because this is (laughs) this is trash i thought this one yeah pretty bad uh i i enjoyed this one a little bit as a musician because i found some interesting chord changes Mm -hmm. and it's something that piqued my ear when i was listening i was like oh that's an interesting choice to go to not because i enjoyed the song overall but because there were there were things that happened within the song that really kind of especially um, like some of the note choice uh, note noise noise uh, some of the note choices that they gave to Donnie to sing in the um, in the chorus were more interesting than some of the other stuff. It wasn't okay. very standard. I mean, it was mostly standard. But like there were like I said, anything anytime I listen to a song and there's even one little thing that that hits me the right way. I'll go back and listen to it again just to re- just to get that moment again. Yeah, uh, as I kind of mentioned, lyrics wise, I remember there's one particular section. Not, I mean, the, all of it I thought was very basic, very kind of plebeian. You know, oh, come back to me, girl, I miss you. Um, at one point, he's kind of so he's begging this girl to get back with him, and he says, "Swallow, swallow your pride. I want you to be my guide." But like to me, the line "swallow your pride" is like. Hey, this is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, bitch, fix your shit and then come back to me. Like, he's blaming her at the same time trying to beg her to come back to him. And if I was her, I'd be like, hey, fuck off. You just, Bye. You just, this, ain't, I'm not, this isn't about a prize. This is because you suck. Um, we do get an actual guitar solo. It's it's uh, the the simplest maybe guitar solo I've ever heard in my life. But it's there. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Something. Abby, thoughts? Yeah, it just... You're not, a, you're not a fan of the ballads, are you? I'm not. I was just, I usually skipped a lot of the ballads. Sometimes I listen to them occasionally, but I, like, I you, was young. I wanted to, I had the you energy. You wanted to dance. I wanted mm-hmm. to dance. You don't want to be wooed. You want to dance. I wanted to dance. Right. I mean, I was eight, nine, ten. Right. Like, I didn't want to be wooed. Right. Although I did love Jordan still, but, <laughs> but I wanted to dance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go on to, um, to me, the, well, first of all, it's the title, uh, title song mm-hmm. of the album, but two, uh, probably the other, in my mind, biggest or most yeah. well-known song, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Chart, charts notwithstanding, um, song on the album called Hangin' Tough.
Listen up, everybody, if you want to take a chance. Just get on the floor and do the new kids dance. Don't worry about nothing, because it won't take long. We're going to put you in a trance with our funky song. Because you got to be. I'm going to say this. <laughs> oh, come on. Don't bash my album. Not, well, here, this is why we brought you on, so it's not just a bash fest. It's it's some some positivity. <laughs> so. um, it was not as epic as I remembered it being in my head. No, it is such a simple song. Like, it is extremely basic from all the beating, all the beats, uh, all, like, the lyrics. And I'm thinking to myself, a trained monkey with garage band could make this. <laughs> Now I will uh, well, say they made it, it sound is good. it is catchy. Yeah, the oh, oh, oh. I mean that part kind of makes you want to sing uh, sing along. And I do remember like the it little makes hand, you wave in the air, the yeah. hand wave, which I think yeah. they did with good good for concert. I think they did it on the on the VHS or something. Yes. Maybe even yeah. But the, and the music video was another black and white. It was a concerty kind of setting, and you see like Donnie singing to girls in the crowd and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think they probably. I mean, perfect for a concert setting. Yes. Um, when the the hormones are high for for the young 12-year-old girls but um really you're right I thought this was going to be a much more I don't know poppy fun energetic mm-hmm. vibe and it was just kind of still like the tempo was pretty pretty slow on this yeah, one pretty surprising mid. but the way you put it though I mean right stuff um step by step and hanging tough are like the big 3 yeah. when it comes to there I mean yes exactly charts notwithstanding those are the ones that I think we all can name off the top of our head when we think of our songs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing to me, song was too long. Oh. oh. It was way too much repetition. How long um, was it? It's over four minutes. Yeah. It's four hours. Or four hours. Felt like four oh, hours. Yeah. Four, <laughs> four minutes and 18 seconds. I think they could have cut this down to a three minute song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was repetitive. This one is very Yeah, it was highly too. repetitive. Yeah. And I, I found myself after a while going, God, I'm only halfway through the song, and I think I've heard everything the song has <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to offer. I think we can find a way to cut this out. Um, I don't know. Just sitting here listening, thinking about that song, I'd be interested to hear like a DJ remix of this if they mm-hmm. amped it up, yeah, like the tempo and shortened it a little bit. Could yeah. be kind of fun. I, I agree. Up the tempo. Oh. Well, not that bad. I mean, I mean it, was, it was like, oh, 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 like that's right there. It was close to the actual tempo. I mean, just like, see, we got this. That's the Spee's remix. The Spee's mix. The Spee's mix. Yeah. All right, Abby, give us some more positive stuff about this song before we move on. I mean, what else is there to say? It's cat. It 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 makes you move. It, it makes is you catchy. Dance. They they it makes uh, you wave your hands in the air. Maurice Starr <laughs> writes good hooks. Uh huh. I think he wrote some pretty. Cover girl hook was pretty good. Uh, right stuff hook was pretty good. Even the hanging tough hook was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, we need to work on those verses. Yeah, for sure. That's so. okay. It's a great it's okay. song. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on before we uh, anger our sister anymore. <laughs> and I was afraid this. I was dreading this this podcast just a little bit because I, mean, I knew how excited you were to talk about it. And 
I mean, like, listening back to it again, like, yeah, well, it, it just it, makes me smile. And that's what nostalgia is so, all about. Yeah, it's I'm, awesome. we're so glad. Well, that's why we wanted to talk about this album with you yeah. because we knew that you have much more nostalgia. This this yeah. album has more nostalgic yeah. value to you than yeah. does to us. For for a recent um, comparison. John far more nostalgic for a Sean Colvin album than I am. Uh. And he, the, Sean Colvin was one of his first concerts. Yeah. And so he had all these feelings. You go back and listen to me. That was mom-induced. Yeah, that was definitely mom-induced. <laughs> uh, and then I listened to the album with him. And no. <laughs> we were very different ends of the spectrum. John's trying to like break it down. Like, hey, here's why it's a decent writing and good singing. And I'm just like, it's crap. I hate it. <laughs> it's because you have that good feeling when you listen to it. Yeah. You have that nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's go on to the song entitled I Remember When. So we get uh, we get little Joey, mm-hmm. this little time. Joey. It reminds me of Michael Jackson. Yes, I, I put when young. He was little, this is a Jackson Five like young it, Michael, like very yeah. Ben, something like that. Absolutely, it's yeah. same, very same similar style. Yeah, and I I would I, I mean I would not be surprised if you know Star was listening to him sing and be like you know what he does kind of he has that mm-hmm. young Michael Five. Let me write a song that is reminiscent yeah. of some of the Jackson Five ballads and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and you kind of get it here. From the first note, bing, I was like, I want to press the next button. Yeah, I went. Because I knew exactly what was coming without having heard the song. Yeah. I was like, it's another fucking ballad. I'm sick. I'm sick of the ballads right now, too. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I just, I'm tired of them. I do not enjoy them. There's one consistent thing about this album. I'm not a fan of the ballads. Yeah. And even though it's just reminiscent, I'm a big Michael fan. I don't like. The Michael ballads, like the young, young Michael ballads. I, mm-hmm. I like his older ballads, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like the young, young stuff of the Michael Jackson, the Jackson Five stuff, or like the Ben and that really before Off yeah. the Wall. If it's not Jackson Five poppy, I don't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I wonder if if just because obviously I can't we can't blame the band members. No. Because you know they were they were the product. Mm-hmm. It's and I don't know if. Marie Starr was like their agent or their founding member if he just produced the album mm-hmm. and I didn't look to see if he produced the next album or yeah. the previous album yeah so I don't know if they just they saw what he had done with New Edition and they're like we're gonna bring him in to mm-hmm. write our write our songs um I mean and he definitely hit a chord because this album did become huge for sure but he definitely liked his ballads he did he did I mean granted Multiple of them hit top ten. I mean, yeah. people. Yeah. Well, they the were, time. I mean, well, they were big what, in that time. I guess that's what the girls wanted. They wanted yeah. to be like serenaded and 
I don't know. Not you. Not me. You I wanted know. to beat up the boys. <laughs> me. I've you wanted tried. to beat them on the dance I floor. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I guess I wasn't to that age quite yet. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted yeah. to kind of, yeah. I don't even remember this song. I'll be the, honest. Yeah, I had no I don't even remember song at all. it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely was not on the DVD. <laughs> or no. not the DVD, VHS. The VHS, VHS, yeah. VHS. Uh, this is one of only uh, one other song uh, that was that Star had additional help with, uh, with a guy named Abon Kelly and Jimmy Randolph. No idea who those guys are. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's entirely possible that he wrote this, like, it's actually probably entirely possible that one or more of these songs might have been something that he had written for, say, New Edition or another mm. one of the bands, and it didn't take with yeah. with that album, so he just kept it on the back burner for another album. That seems mm-hmm. yeah, extremely possible. Yeah. So uh, we're going to move on. <laughs> I, do, I do not remember that one anymore <laughs> yeah. and don't want to remember it anymore. I don't remember it either. Uh, so, Adam, we're going to go to the next song called What You Gonna Do. About it. All I'm going to say is thank God they brought the tempo up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Something we can move a little bit more to. Um, God, this song sounds so 80s. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All that synth. Very much, yeah. 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 They, they tried the funky synth. They really tried to push that in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now granted, you know, having Maurice just play all this stuff on synthesizer, I'm sure saved a lot of money mm-hmm. to not spend on other musicians. Yeah. So it went straight to his pocket. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Why would I hire someone else when I can hire myself? Yeah. Uh, I hated the talking sections in this song. Like when oh, they yeah. did like the talking, not a fan. Yeah. But I will say this is definitely better. This is a step up from the ballads. I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm kind of surprised this wasn't chosen as a single over some of the other ballads that I thought were just kind of boring. Um, but, you know, whatever. Not not saying it's a good song, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it just it at least it, it's at least got me moving a little bit more, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think I, I don't know that I often got to the end of this album, <laughs> I'll be honest, because <laughs> these last songs are just not ones that I listen to. I think after probably, probably after Hanging Tough, I'd like rewind it and listen to the first yeah. six all over again. You know, this, this actually brings up something interesting. I do have a distinct memory with a lot of albums of having a, a stopping point before the end. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of albums I, uh, we've gone through where I remember when I was a kid, I would stop after like the big hit. Yeah. If and, it was halfway through the album. Yeah. You know, and granted, especially at this time, we really wouldn't have had CDs. We would have had cassette tapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of, you, you know, unless you 
and that you couldn't directly fast forward to a song. You had to fast forward, listen, listen fast, fast forward, forward listen. listen. Yeah. And if you were just tired of having to do that, you maybe just will play the first half of the, the album up to where you liked, stop. stop it, rewind mm-hmm. it, and then just do it again. That's what and I, I can I can totally <laughs> see sense. that happening because I've had a, that memory of listening to an album and be like, yeah, this is definitely where I, yeah. I stopped. And it probably is also why I think our generation and us in particular – we hold those albums that you can listen to all the way through. Like they, to me, they, they, they become another level, like, you know, like, yeah. a, like a Graceland, like a Dookie, like mm-hmm. a other ones that, um, that we don't do that skipping. They, they've reached this whole extra level of love for me. Uh, probably exactly for that, because it's, it's so damn work to, to find the spot <laughs> and we can't skip. And so I was just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I, CDs were a revelation in that. They mm-hmm. were. In that front. Especially when we could start making our own like mixed CDs, and that's uh, mm-hmm. this kind of makes me think of why mixed tapes were such a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, you, which I remember doing a few mixed tapes, and they were a lot of work, especially if you're doing they from were. cassette to cassette. Yeah, that because you had to time it perfectly. Yeah, um, I do remember we had a, a stereo system in, in the mid to late '90s, and cassettes were still a thing. They were they were being phased out, but they were definitely still a thing. Most people still had cassette players, but. Um, we had a, a, a stereo that you could program what uh, what songs and what tracks it would go to. We did. We did. Yes, you could because pro- I would I would make a mixtape using three CDs and I could program what songs they went to in what order, and then it would just go to that and it would record it onto the cassette. Now you had to time it to make uh, sure you didn't overrun the tape because right. the tape only had like usually it was like ninety minutes. So, uh, I don't know if it was ninety minutes each side or ninety minutes total. Yeah. But it was around there. So 60 to 90 was about the average, I think. I feel like I remember one time getting two different tape players and hitting play on I'm one like... and hitting record on the other. I <laughs> possible. Could... That's totally and possible. Especially early way. on. Yep. Yeah. When we, when we had our mobile cassette players and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, all right. We talked about the song, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're done with that one. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. remember if we've actually talked about the song or if we just went on a tangent. Because I don't remember it very mm-hmm. well. Uh, all right. Uh, well, and we'll go to the next album. Uh, next album. The next song, uh, which was also co-wrote by three of the actual members. So in this case, they did actually write. So I said before they didn't write it. They did actually write co-write and on this song. Uh, Jordan, Donnie, and Danny mm-hmm. co-wrote on this one. And yeah. for my for my research, what little research I did, and I do mean little. <laughs> Uh, Danny seemed to be more of like the choreographer type mm. and maybe he was the one who kind of helped them do more dance moves and was more f- there for that. Um, cause he doesn't lead. Oh no, he does lead on a song. Wow. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. And I, again, but you know who doesn't lead on a song? Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> doesn't. He's the, he's the lesser of the knights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hot take. Not but really if I remember take. correctly, That's he's right. the richer of the knights. Hey, I'm sure he's. It, oh, really? Uh, really? No uh, way. Yes, because it, and I think it was him. I, I, it was not Jordan. I definitely remember one of them. I can't remember if it was Danny or Jonathan. I think it was Jonathan. Um, when they left the new kids, they got into. Oh, wasn't Jonathan the one who dated Tiffany? Uh, I don't know. Yes, I I'm don't remember. Positive. Uh, Jonathan he was, was like the one the who sweet did, silent type. Yeah. He was the one who actually dated Tiffany for a while. See, Jordan seems like the kind of guy who might. <laughs> Smell his uh, <laughs> fortune away, if you know what I mean. Well, I think it was Jonathan. Um, it could have been Danny, and I apologize for not not looking at which one. One of them got into real estate and was very successful oh, at it. Okay. 
before they reformed and mm-hmm. Abby, do you remember when the band reformed to start touring again? No, I, I don't. Within like the last, oh no, no, they put out an album in like 2003 or something. Looking at because I was listening to it on Spotify, and they had a couple albums in the 2000s. Okay, but so, I think yeah. at least I think at that point Jonathan was gone. Okay, Jonathan Knight and pop star Tiffany talk dating. Yeah, Whoa. they dated. They because I remember uh, hearing I think it was um, a behind the music I watched mm. of Tiffany and they talked about because they they toured together ah, and I think yeah. at one point New Kids was opening for Tiffany and that's when they blew up mm. and then they switched yeah. and oh. they made Tiffany open for New Kids on the Block yeah oh yeah, well Drama. they just had a I mean last year they They're back together on tour together anyway. Oh, okay. Do you think they, they reconnected? I don't know. Think oh my Jonathan gosh. Tiffany? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to the song called My Favorite Girl. You walked into my life. Your love was so new. And nothing will ever change. My feelings I didn't hate this one. It was kind of mm. middle, mid, middle of the road for me for for the album. I appreciate again. I think I disliked the ballads so much that anything <laughs> that was up tempo, I was like, okay, thank yeah. God, I can kind of like bob my head a little bit to it. I agree. This this it's helped that kind of keeping up a little bit of the energy from the last song, kind of at least keeping that vibe. Uh, did have very simple, simple writing, simple lyrics. Um, and it felt redundant to me, and so I got bored with it very easily. This very was quickly. a this was another one where I'm like, they definitely could have cut it. Well, I mean, this song was five and a half minutes. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah. They definitely could have cut like two minutes off mm-hmm. of this one, maybe two and a half minutes off of this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, I liked the hook. I mm-hmm. thought it was okay. I thought the yeah. the the hook was catchy enough. So I don't think. Again, I don't think I I got to the end of this album when I was younger. <laughs> But I know the song now mm-hmm. because I listened to it live. Right. Mm-hmm. At, like probably a couple times, the two concerts I was at. So now I know it, but even listening to it now, I like it because it's new kids. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it was good. I liked it. But yeah, I don't think that I ever really listened to it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But now having heard it live. That's fair. I would listen to it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, let's just go ahead and push forward to our, our last song, um, which is... Uh, Hold On. Hold On, featuring the vocal stylings of one Danny Wood.
I, I was digging the bass lick mm-hmm. at the beginning. I, yes, it was very 80s, very synthy. Um, I like the echo that they had on it, uh, or the delay is what you'd actually call it. I didn't mind the the kind of chorus. Uh, hold yeah. on, girl. Hold on. <sighs> Danny needed some refinement in his in his vocal stylings because mm-hmm. the the verses to me he was not quite there. And this was way before the advent of auto tune. Mm-hmm. So he was he was just not quite right, which is probably why this song ended up at the end of the mm. yeah, album. Probably mm-hmm. why he also wasn't on wasn't lead on most of the right. He also wasn't the heartthrob. He wasn't the cutest. I I didn't find him attractive at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Uh, and what about now? Does he look any better now? No, he is engaged. <laughs> any, he is engaged gracefully at all? No. Oh. Jordan still. Jordan still. <laughs> he looks amazing. Wow. <laughs> he does. Okay. He doesn't have his rat tail anymore. Good. Thank the gods. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Danny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. uh, for me, yeah, similar enough with with John. I, I didn't find myself really enjoying. I did like that, yeah, that that coursey kind of bit. That was decent. That was decent, and like you know, some of the funk that they had with you know some of the fake bass or whatever. Um, I did. I got really tired of hearing the word "girl" in this song. <laughs> it was like, hold on, girl girl hold on or whatever like and it's just like and every every other line was something like oh i love you girl and then it's like girl you're the one for me or whatever it's just like every other i wanted to you could probably say it about the whole album you're right the whole album oh my god it was nonstop girl yeah (laughs) so i found that that's where they were singing to i i get that the girl but that's not me and so i did (laughs) not care for it um but yeah so these these simple lyrics on this one i thought were pretty rough and um Thank God I'm done listening. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Abby, thoughts, final thoughts on that song? It, well, no. I okay. mean, it was Danny. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it was Danny means you cannot uh, objectively listen to the song. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or cr- nor critri- critique okay. it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, well, let's. Uh, let's start negative and go positive. <laughs> okay. So Adam's going to st- uh, have Adam start off with his final thoughts on the album. So, uh, one thing I do want to just kind of mention, Abby, you you brought up the rat tails. And we didn't really talk enough about the rat tails. <laughs> I was, like, watching some of these music videos, you know, the music videos actually aren't any good music videos. Most of them are just kind of concert-y or, or just, you know, black and white. And here's a couple bad dance moves that we stole from Morse Day in the Time or something. <laughs> um but the thing that I was most distracted by was the hair and was like three of the guys had rat tails. Donnie had like a mullet and a rat tail or something. And it was, it was gross. <laughs> it was gross. Um, now to talk about the album, the music is also was fucking amazing. awful. It's fucking gross. It's, it's music is also gross. Um, it's, it, I found it so simple gross. and, it gross? and I didn't think the singing was all that good. I go back you listen to Joey and he, he doesn't sing as well as, as young Michael. Now I see that there's some comparison, some hints of it mm-hmm. in there, but overall it didn't, it lacked some refinement. I absolutely thought even Jordan and his falsetto, I hated his falsetto and Jordan singing wasn't all that good. And Danny wasn't all that good. And Maurice Starr's writing was just n- not enough to help anything. Um, the one exception, and I only give this one one exception, the right stuff was fun. Nostalgic, it was fun. I enjoyed listening to it. It peaked at the very first song, and then the rest, it's skip. It just, the rest is awful. Even Hanging Tough, I didn't really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, it, it was. I love you. You're my sister, and I love you. 
but your taste in music is shit. And it's is <laughs> I am not the only you were bl- one. You're blinded by your hormones. You were blinded by your music. young hormones at the time and peer pressure into having how, to like these how guys. How often was it on the top charts in the tops? Huh? It wasn't just me. Way too much. I wasn't the yeah. only one that loved so, New Kids on the Block. Those are my those are my thoughts. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna attempt to kind of mediate between the two. Um it was a lot of up and down for me. Um, didn't care for the vast majority of the ballads. Um, and most of the mid tempo. Well, actually, they, they were all. It was either it was either ballad or mid tempo. There was no real yeah. uh, high tempo at all for this. Um, most of the mid tempos were okay. I like Adam. Really did enjoy listening to the right stuff, and I could see myself throwing that into maybe an '80s pop mix or something yeah. like that, or an '80s R&B mix of some kind. Um, hanging tough wasn't what I remembered it. Um, I think it just needs to be cut down because it was too repetitive. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't. I did, obviously didn't love it as much as Abby, but I didn't hate it near as much as Adam. <laughs> so uh, it was. Thanks, it was definitely. It was. I'm. I'm right in the middle between the two, grade wise for this album. So okay. uh, definitely not one where I'm going to go back and listen to the whole album again. Um maybe listen to the right stuff and that's probably about it (laughs) all right abby i'll listen to it all again i'll probably stop after track six (laughs) (laughs) go back to the beginning (laughs) but i don't i mean it just also having been to the concerts recently it just it just brings it back it's like fun to listen to it again and sometimes i like I didn't didn't think I knew all the words, but then I find myself singing all the words again. So mm-hmm. it's just fun. It was fun to listen to. Thanks for listening to one of my yeah. favorite albums, boys. <laughs> all right. That was our review of the album Hanging Tough by the band New Kids on the Block. Group. They're a group. <sighs> Please join us next time for a Robert Stack-inspired episode as we break down the 1980 film Airplane, discuss the long-running series Unsolved Mysteries, and recast Airplane using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com, and if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la.